0: Welcome to Predwings Podcast, where Smashville and HockeyTown collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White, and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to Predwings Podcast, episode 81.
1: 81.
0: A little bit of a extended uh, break from the last show. We got jam packed show tonight. Uh, our social media, Predwings Podcast on Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and X and YouTube. We're at Predwings Pod. And you can email us at Predwings Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, We've got quite a week, a lot to catch up on.
0: Yeah, and Bear League Minutes is not one of them so we, can, uh, I guess we can roll right into some recaps. We got a bunch, you got four, I got four. Where should we start? I think you got Vancouver, I believe, the tenth Vancouver,
1: and that was on the tenth, which was a great game in Detroit. Um, you know I, I just this game, Detroit came out, and they look like the team that they had been for the last couple of weeks. They're on fire. They're playing great hockey. They're playing good together. And it's just, it's clicking for them. Uh, Lucas Raymond started the, started the game off with a goal pretty quick in, uh, 45 seconds. And that's, and that's the first goal of the game. Uh, and that kind of was uh, overrun the second period. The the Red Wings just, you know, we, we fell apart. You know, if you'd watched the game, we just we couldn't hang. Philip Hrunic scored a goal that was, you know, the go ahead goal. So that kind of stung a little bit because obviously, as you know, we gave him away for a first round pick, which I, I'm still okay with that because we have Jake Wallman who's not having as good of a season as Hrunic, but he's having a good season. But Detroit just laid over in the second period. It was, you know, embarrassing hockey. I mean, I, I was I don't turn off games. I threaten to turn off games, and that was one of those games. I just I was like, you know, I'm just gonna turn it off. I just have no interest in watching this anymore they're not playing they didn't show up they don't care but the power play which has been red hot you know we're up to 45 44 power play goals at that point and you know it clicked daniel Sprong just had a nice goal from from patty kane and joey valeno that line's been playing really well together you know that's that's one of the reasons that they're really good and You know, and you know, I'm gonna get into this probably in my last in my last recap, but there's one name that I wanna talk about because I was I want to talk about special teams with Detroit. And one one name that I want to bring up is um, Jeff Petrie. Petrie, however you want to say it, Jeff Petrie. But I'll talk to I'll talk about him, you know, coming up. But third period, Detroit came out. You know, they battled, they got an early power play goal and Rasmussen out front. That's where he scores his goals. That's where he scores. His goals are in the front of the net. Good things happen when he acts like Tomas Holmstrom and he does not do it enough, but he did it. He did it in this game and he got a beautiful deflection and, you know, tied the game up game ends up going into overtime with arguably the best team in the NHL. And. And. Jake Wallman gets sprung for a breakaway, gets cross-checked in the back, ends up with a penalty shot. So penalty shot in the game, in overtime, and he scores. Detroit knocks off the, the top team. And one thing with me is the way I judge the Red Wings, I don't care about Chicago. I don't care necessarily about, like, a Columbus. Like, I don't care about those teams. I want to see how Detroit plays against your Vegas, against your Oilers, against your Vancouver's. And they hung. They hung in this game. They showed that they're an up-and-coming and bright future team. I couldn't say more about this um, this game. And, again, I, I have to, you know, I have to highlight penalty kill penalty kill has been a huge for Detroit they killed off 8 penalties in this game 8 penalties you know in this game one thing that was that was different about this game is that the red wings act, not only acted like they belonged they were physical they never stop moving. They look like they've been playing together for the last five years. And they're very capable of winning big games. They've they've proven that. They've shown that. So if they can just keep that tempo, keep that pace, and Lalone can keep that that momentum in the locker room and in practice and carry that over, that success, have the Dan Campbell effect where guys just buy into the system. Because when they buy into the system, they can they can beat anybody. And it shows, Um, but great game by Detroit, you know, Walman comes off with the walk off gritty, which, you know, which a lot of people don't know there is a donation made to a children's hospital. I do have to verify which hospital it is. Um, I actually just read that just before coming on to record that every time he does a gritty, when he scores a goal, there's money donated to some, I think it's a children's hospital in Detroit. I could be completely wrong. It could be false information, but you know, I think, If that's true, I think that's awesome, and I hope to see a lot more gritty. But, you know, moving forward, um, we go into Edmonton. We start our West Coast Canadian trip, and, you know, there's just not a lot to even talk about in this game. Uh, I'd like to say it was jet lag and the late start, but Detroit just, they looked lost. They looked this, I mean, it was just a complete turnaround from what I had just described against Vancouver. They came out, they got walked all over. They allowed McDavid to have six assists out of their eight goals. Career um, high for him. Yeah, I mean, he just, he he's a next level player. I don't care what it is, like Moritz Cider, who I think is struggling a little bit in this little skid that they had had. He's coming out of it now that they're getting better. But he's just playing, McDavid is just playing next level. Cider, which I was saying is struggling a little bit in my opinion. I think he's had some, you know, t- untimely turnovers. Uh, he, he's he been caught out of position. Um, he blows a skate quite a bit. But he had the puck in the corner on a penalty kill. All he had to do was ice the puck. And McDavid just came down and took the puck. And, and Sider is not an easy person to get the puck away from. I will give him that. If you watch you know Detroit play, he's he's very confident with the puck. Sometimes he makes bad passes, but... With the puck on his stick, he's he's a pretty confident player, and I'm confident as a fan when he has the puck. And McDavid just came in and took it like it was nothing. I mean, that's just – I mean, walked in, took the puck, and, you know, set up just a beautiful goal. Um, you know, and then you've got Hyman, who had 31 goals coming into the game, three natural hatties. I mean, this team is just stacked. I mean, I can't believe that they even did that but, but I will say, um, you know, the Canaan to Brinkett, I like that connection. I just like it. It's, it's, has been successful in Chicago and so far it's been successful in Detroit and that led to a power play goal, which put the Oilers up two to one in, in you know, the first period. So, I mean, Detroit looked okay in the first, I mean, they played okay, but the second and third that was it they just completely imploded left leaving the slot wide open not skating guys getting loose it was just a nightmare like i'm not even going to go on about it but this was not a good way to start that you know get your continue into this trip not not good then we get the opportunity to um play vancouver yet again oh! yeah you know, this this time this time we weren't we weren't as lucky. It was not a very good game. Um, they, they didn't look very good. Uh you know, Lindholm, he ended up getting two goals. And Detroit just again, they came out flat. And I know there's a little bit of a revenge factor to, you know, the Canucks coming out losing that game in overtime, that stung a little bit. You know, that stung because Detroit's still considered a, a rebuilding team, and these guys are at the top of the NHL, and they, they got stunned in overtime. I mean, an overtime goal is stunning, and let alone a penalty shot goal. So the Canucks come back, and, you know, they they topped Detroit 4-1, to one. and, you know, everyone's like, oh, was, you know, Zdorov, he was mocking Wallman with the gritty, it's like, okay, you have like four goals this season. You're you're literally you're you're useless out there. Your teammates love you because you're a big body, but you know, your your ability to score and, and, and hang, like yeah, you know what, you can come back and say, Yeah, I can't do that. I can't hang. Yeah, I'm not a professional hockey player. I get that.
0: Well, of all the people that tend to to not uh do that is adora, but we'll get to that later.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know, and it was it was just it was comical that he even did that. It's like, listen, your, your city burned, your, your fans burned your city down when you lost the cup, like settle down guys. Like it wasn't that funny. And if you knew the cause, if that is the cause that he gives money, you know, that's, that's a joke on, on him. So, you know, again, whatever, Canucks still won't win a Stanley cup. They'll still be, you know, when was the last time a, a Canadian team, now this T-Law, was it Montreal was the last Canadian team in the Stanley Cup, right, during COVID?
0: Uh, the last one in it or the last one to win it? In it. That would have been, like, the COVID year when there had no fans and it was all.
1: Right. And you know what's, you know what's worse no, than they... that is that they had their own division, so they had to allow a Canadian team. Like, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. A Canadian team was going to represent in the Stanley cup finals because they Boy, had their jerk. own Canadian division. So, you know, with that being said,
0: well, that's one way to get a Canadian team in the finals.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it is, that's, you know, Toronto implodes, Vancouver's going to implode, you know, but, but whatever, this was a, you know, a bad game to try. Yeah. Moving, moving on. Uh, let's just move on. Uh, then we go into Calgary who, you know Calgary has a pretty decent team. You know you can't you can't say too much about Calgary. Um, you know they've they've been playing some pretty good hockey. their Their penalty kill is you know incredible. They haven't had you know I think they only had like two or three games that three games this year where they've allowed more than one power play goal in a game. Um, you know they're just you know they're 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 a decent team. You know, I think I think they're playing pretty good. Doesn't mean that they're going to win the league or anything like that. I'm just saying that they've been playing pretty good hockey and they've got a good penalty kill. Well, Detroit needs to come into this game, and they need to, to get a win. They need to get that shift going because they're still on the bubble. You know, even the last couple of losses that they had, they're still right there in that that wild card race. So they need to come out of this with at least two points on this trip. and. Calgary was the game they did that. They won 5-0. Uh, one of the uh, a little tidbit that I found out was that game was the 40th anniversary of Harvey. Do you know who Harvey is, D-Law?
0: Todd Harvey?
1: No, it's their little mascot thing that, that walks around.
0: the heck is that thing?
1: Uh, I forget. It's like a dog, I believe. But they... Uh, so that's their 40th anniversary of having a mascot. And Detroit, unfortunately, came in and just walked their feet with it. And, you know, this game, I will say, got testy. It was a little more physical. Um, You know, it's it's Detroit put up five points. You know, enough said. Larkin had, um, he's got 28 points in his last 28 games, so he's got a point a game. He's playing great hockey. You know, he ended up. You know, he got a goal that, you know, from Patrick Kane, um, that was a power play goal. And then Robbie Fabry, one thing that, that I want to point out in the first period is where Detroit really excelled and really took the domination over this game was in the faceoff dot. They, out of the first 10 faceoffs, Detroit won nine of them. And on a power play, Robbie Fabry back to Kane gets a power play goal playing great 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 power play our 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 special teams has been on the up and up our penalty kill has been you know i i think a big bright spot for the red wings this year now what i wanted to mention was starting in that first vancouver game cuz i always I, I i you know jeff petrie i've always wondered what is his role on this team if he's just here for veteran help you know it's it's time to maybe healthy scratch him a few times because I just have not seen anything incredible out of him. Watching him on the power penalty kill, I'm sorry, on the penalty kill was pretty solid. He is like a puck hawk when it comes to his stick. Um, You know, he didn't take any penalties. He plays the body well. He kills the puck well. Huge bright spot in my eyes. I always overlooked him. I thought he was just a you know, just a body hot air out there, you know, taking up space when we could call somebody else up to get them some ice time, but I see his value now. He can still hang and he gets a lot of penalty kill minutes, and he's been playing great on the penalty kill. Let it keep happening. Um But yeah, Detroit's been playing, you know, playing good when they click, and this was a game that they clicked. Like I said, five goals this game. They played awesome. And to add a little bit of insult to injury, there was an octopus thrown on the ice, which is our mascot for the Red Wings, as everybody knows, Al the Octopus, <laughs> the anniversary in the drain. I like this. Reimer's second shutout of the season. I think he came in and played great. You know, he had one bad play that, that put him in, on the bench, and that was, you know, moving his head from getting hit in a, from a puck. and. You know, an overtime goal was scored and cost us the game. He's been benched. But this game, he rebounded very well. And as much as I like Huso, Huso's having a down year. He's not playing well, and he's broken. He's he's just, you know, he's broken. But five goals on the night. Red Wings played phenomenal hockey. Got to keep that momentum going. We have to keep that pace moving into our next few games here, and really, you know, make use of this second half of the season and get that push into the playoffs. This is a team that can do it. I think they can do it. But we'll get into that. D law, my man. What what do you got for for our Nashville Predators? What do you got for our friends in Tennessee? Do I have to? well you don't have to. But I think our, our fan would be extremely disappointed if you didn't.
0: I don't think we have any fans. I just hope we can win a game. Well, so they come back from the all-star break, had a whole week off from it. They're at home. Got the Arizona Coyotes, our nemesis as of late. And, of course, Connor Ingram, we all know him one of the fails of the organization
1: you've said that about saros you said that about ingram you said that about everybody
0: well he was a casualty because of all the goal times we had so they had to set him down and we lost him on waivers but he got to start again i don't know if he's a starter for the Cowboys. or just they just like starting him against the predators
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's true. Hey, a little little insult to injury no matter how it worked No matter which way the game goes, somebody's going to be extra salty.
0: But, I mean, maybe if the Predators would get some... Yeah, we might actually be able to put the puck in the net. They didn't get their first shot on goal against the Coyotes for the first five minutes. Five minutes into the game, were they still in the locker room? Just a little sight. That's sighting. crap hockey. Yeah, that's crap. It, it's pretty bad when your captain, a defenseman, is involved in thirty-eight percent of your goals. And he, uh, he, I,
1: I don't like that. I mean, he's a great player. Yoshi's a great player. I know he's aging. I know he's. I, I just I, I like him. I like he's a solid guy in defense. You know, I I. He's, but I think you, you hang on to him. Saying that
0: he's he leads uh, the NHL uh, as far as a defenseman in that category. Dobson, I can't remember who he's on. He's he's got thirty-seven percent of his team's goals, and he Quinn, Quinn Hughes, I think, is that Vancouver or New Jersey? I think it's Vancouver because I think Taylor Hughes is on New Jersey. He's got thirty percent of their goals or involved in 30%. Yeah. So I got lot of assists, but they, they scored a lot. I think he's on Vancouver. Uh, the, you know, the Preds, and you know, they finally got on, uh, the first seven minutes, uh, um, on board first, um, on, on the goals on the score she first. Thank God, uh, uh, Saros was playing good in this game. Otherwise it probably have been way over, um, but they finally scored so much remaining into the first. It was Ryan O'Reilly, so he's kind of heating up a little bit. Um, But then you know, Kaidus came right back. Goal. Soros probably should have had. It was kind of a kind of a crappy. You know, no, no. I remember watching this game, but I now that it was so long ago, I can't remember how, what that goal was. Um, but then. um, You'll know, see that I just mentioned about being involved in almost well, I don't say almost half a, a decent amount of their goals. Uh, he's he got a power play goal, and you know before that power play goal, their power play just not looking good as, as it has been all year. Um, so that gave him that gave him another lead, but then guys, okay, you know, well that's the way the season's been. You know, you you can't. You know, you got to have like a 10-goal lead in order to win the game, it seems like, because if you have a 3-4-goal lead, it's not safe. I remember when a 3-goal lead was very safe, and now it's just like kind of like a 1-goal lead. It's like the teams can score 3 goals in no matter of, a minute <laughs> um, and then the carries came roaring back they end up taking a lead um, it actually went off and to talk about talk about the, the brakes it just like <laughs> off a of two two preds, Nyquist and Shen a predator had gotten injured um, I can't remember exactly who it was now but Nyquist had to take his spot um, while he was injured and if that wouldn't happen, it probably wouldn't hit Nyquist and probably wouldn't have went in. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. I mean you can say that, but maybe I don't know. But anyway, it did. He was out there, hit him, and then Shen went in. Um, but I don't know if this is good coaching or bad coaching, Bruno. We all know he's a coach. Uh he was he's just during the whole game, throughout the whole game, he was adjusting lines. He would like he would put Glass in Nyquist spot. He would put Nyquist back in the top spot with Forsberg and just mix up lines throughout. I mean, this is in, in like from game to game, this is in inside one game. It's like, how can you get consistency? You know, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I just don't think. I mean, if something's not working, maybe you want to change it, but why would you change it back? I mean, obviously, maybe that didn't work. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just – it just seems kind of dumb. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that, that's probably why I'm not a coach, but I don't know. Um, but then, you know, they're just, just flip flopping game. Coyotes got another power play goal. They actually had a two-goal lead, and, you know – leads in, in this day and age are not good. Um, Novak, the Peng, Penguins, what am I thinking? I'm talking Penguins. Pre- predators come right back. Novak scores a power play goal. Well, time the power play scores, although they did get two goals, two power play goals in this game. Forsberg ended up tying it at four just because he's going to the net. He went harder than that. The puck was kind of loose, and he just batted it in. I mean, it was basically re- almost on the line anyway. Just just because he's going in that that that's why you that's why you crash the that get those loose pucks and then um, so this go, game goes in overtime and getting the goal from an un, unlikely source Ryan McDonough nice little overtime goal from the right from the slot uh, nice little pass from Novak so Preds uh, escape with a win in, at home against the Coyotes so. At least it it starts the second half, or sort of, starts the second half, even though no coming back from the All-Star break. Then they had New Jersey coming in, they started good. O'Reilly gets on the board first. Jack Hughes, probably one of the hottest players in the league, gets the game tied. Novak ends up giving the Preds another lead, so Novak's getting... Getting a little hot there with some points, but, they, you know, they couldn't stop Nico Heischer. Um, he ended up with two goals in this game, so they dropped this one 4-2 to two. power play. Um, but luckily, they only gave the Devils two, so they're, just, they're at least staying somewhat disciplined, uh, so they killed both off. Um, but then again, the, the Devils did the same. They only gave the Predators two power plays, but Predators actually scored on one of them. Uh, that was uh, the O'Reilly uh, goal, first the first goal. Um, actually, one of Heischer's goals wasn't empty net; it still counts as a goal. Um, yeah, so then,
1: uh, then they just
0: go into St. Louis. Um, so this, you know, yeah, um, I don't know if I missed the game, did I? Uh, Dallas. Oh, yeah. talked well, about the I, Dallas game. Yeah, I think. I think I'm not the only one to miss that game. Uh, I don't know. It was just one of those ugly kind of. I don't even think they showed up. I mean, I know it was a home game, and it was embarrassing. And are they the only team in the league that has those bad losses? I think. I mean, it, it feels I that
1: could, way, doesn't it?
0: I I could I could at least stomach a loss like that if every team throws one of, one of those in, in the whole season, but I don't think anyone's lost by more than five goals this year. I may be wrong. I mean, they did manage two goals, but I don't know. I, 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 I Honestly, I didn't watch this game, and I don't want to go back and watch it. So.
1: Why not? You don't want to have some sad feelings? Like You should be watching I, the game.
0: I, 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 <laughs> honestly, I didn't watch this game, and I don't want to What was that? I just hope we can win a game. So anyway, they got to go start a road trip, although they're actually going to come back home before they go to Vegas. Um, So this one, you know, this was just yesterday. Going to St. Louis, starts the road trip, even though they're going to go back home before they go back out on the road. Great start by the Predators in St. Louis, one of the hottest teams. Well, not one of the hottest teams, but one – pretty decent as of late. Um, has got an early goal. Power play. Eh, still not that great. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. They were only 1 for 4 in this game. I guess 25% is better than no percent <laughs> You
1: know that's bad. I, I would or that's not bad, I mean. Like I, I would I would be happy with that.
0: Well, they're pelicans. Any power
1: PowerPoint or power play goal a game. I'm okay
0: with that. Well, the blues was twenty five percent as well. Um they, they actually you know four penalties each. Um let's see, four penalties each, so that would been Seems
1: like oh. kind of just a it feels like a pond hockey game. I think there was more
0: they only had four penalties.
1: That's what I mean. Like it just seems like a pond well, hockey game. One was one one of
0: the blues players was really late, but let's see. Yeah, they were uh Luke Shen did get a penalty shot. No, no, he didn't get a penalty shot. It was uh, Jake Neighbors got the penalty shot. It was Luke Shen. Luke Shen was the one that uh, had the penalty. It was a holding penalty. I don't know how you get a penalty shot on a holding.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: But Soros actually saved that uh, penalty shot.
1: Um, oh, doesn't everyone hate Soros?
0: He actually made a nice save on a two on one. There was a two on one coming down in the second period uh, with a game tied 1 1 because the Blues scored. They scored on a two man advantage with one second left on the two man advantage. That really kills. You're on a five on three. You're just about killed off the first one and they scored, so they're still on the power play. <laughs> but they end up killing off the second one. Um, but yeah, they end up, you know, that. That tied the game, and then I just mentioned Saros. Uh, he had to see a two-on-one. Um, not sure why there was a two-on-one. Um, I don't know what the other defenseman was, but I pinched in. Um, but he had a nice save. And then uh, Luke Evangelista, he's starting to heat up. Uh, he, uh, he ended up scoring to give him a two-to-one lead. And then Forsberg rips, like, a nice power play goal. He's the one, you know, like, he had the, the one power play goal um, uh, to put them up three to one. And then Luke Shen kind of avenges his little penalty. They give him the penalty shot, even though they didn't score on it. He, uh, I believe, no, I don't think he ever played with them, did he? It was another, yeah, another Shen. But anyway, he unleashed, I mean, it was a cannon. Um... That was actually his first goal as a Pred. Uh, so they gave them a 4-1 lead, but then the Blues came back. Made it 4-2, so, you know, they're, they're a good team. Almost come back, and for Ryan O'Reilly, a former Blue, ends up scoring in the empty net to give him a 5-2 win. Like I mentioned, uh, one of their penalties was like 9, uh, I was like really late, it was like night. No, what was it? It was at 1916, so I was like within the last minute of the play the last minute of the game. Jordan Pennington Jordan Pennington (laughs) I think I just changed his name. Pennington. Uh he's actually got uh a history too. Um just check YouTube for (laughs) Pennington, It's pretty comical. Um he ended up with a high sticking penalty um he was actually fined for this incident uh the match which is five thousand dollars um so you know this will probably roll right into our suspensions we had quite a few of them but i just want to just talk about this little high sticking incident video is on our social media so if you want to go to our social media at some point uh after our show to watch it it was a cheap little uh jab uh luke evangelista was circling around the net and he was as just he was coming around the net just before he he, uh, got right in Bennington's on the post and he he gives a little jab with this the butt end of a stick caught eventually right in the face with the butt end of a stick and it was definitely
1: it's dirty, he's a scumbag.
0: Yeah, it was he knew he was there. I mean yeah, you, you got you gotta know. I mean, I know we don't have eyes in the back of his head, but you know there's a player coming around. He probably doesn't know who he was, if it was eventually sir, maybe, I don't know. Um, but you know you know there's a player coming around the back of the net and he just kinda waited. Probably felt him coming around. And he Yeah, it
1: was totally in- I mean, look at his history. Give him a
0: little give him a little jab. And unfortunately and- if he didn't, it's still his history. So who and I saw a v- little clip of this, and the blues announcer—I don't know who he is—I don't usually watch him. He said it was accidental.
1: Yeah, it was so accidental. Guys. And I'm They're watching, watching the, the
0: video. Time. I'm watching the video, and I'm like, because, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, I'm like, no, there—he just the way he. The way he jabbed his stick, pushed it. He actually kind of pushed it back too. Well, just, we
1: got to add him to the list of jack jackals. I
0: I can't remember who the announcer was. It might have been the color commentator. I don't. I'm not sure which one it was. Um, but the Pre, then there was another video, and they had the press announcers, and he said it was yeah, Chris Mason. He's a color analyst. Um, he he said it was definitely. I mean, he. Without, I mean, obviously, you can't really say it was intentional or, you know, you because you know, I'm sure they can get fined and stuff like that. But he pretty much said it was a planned move when, and not so much in those words. Um, yeah, I just Pennington's
1: trying to be like a new aged uh, like Ron Hextall.
0: And if you remember Bennington from, uh, the wild, he did that against the wild. Um, he, like I said, you just go on YouTube and you can see all those, and he's got a history. And I mean, yeah, he got penalized. he was just a minor and was late in the game. Probably wasn't really worth a suspension, um, especially being a goaltender. But yeah, I mean, it, he got fined for it. I mean, I guess that's. I mean, it's only five thousand dollars, so. That's a, that's a I mean, yeah, but it's. I mean, the, the what the money he makes is you no know, nothing for well,
1: anybody. That's mind. the whole league.
0: But uh, you know, it's just. I, I just want to say, you know,
1: I would have been okay it, if he got three I, games. Maybe
0: maybe a game suspension would have hurt him more money wise because he probably obviously makes more than five thousand dollars per game. So I'm just saying, you know, finding him, you know, hurt him where it hurts in the wallet. But then again, a $5,000 fine for them is nothing. Um, but so maybe maybe throw him a game suspension without pay. I don't know, cause I don't know if, if when a player gets suspension, if it automatically they don't get paid for that amount of time they're out, or if it's, if I, I'm not sure how that works. If they actually forfeit, you know, that money you know or what? But I I just, you know I mean it, it eventually didn't get injured on this play. Um but it, it so it probably wasn't worthy of a suspension. But I don't know. He but he does have a history, so right there that's probably worth a suspension just because of history. Um but you know, I don't know. I I think you. There's a lot of there's 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 a a lot of suspensions. So I know I know you probably wanted to discuss um that state of teams, I think, or something. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, if I mean, we kind of went into. Um, I mean, we didn't talk about all the suspensions and fines. I mean, I think we should just roll right through that. What do you think?
0: Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, I mean, one of them,
1: one of them was against Detroit. Um, Zadorov, who we had mentioned, came across the ice, lowered the shoulder right to head height. Now, I understand if a guy is getting down or crouching or trying to avoid and just gets hit in the face. Like I get that he put himself in the position. This was not the case, so he got he got two games for it, well deserved and a $39,000 fine. So, or worth $39,000 salary forfeited. So that was good for him. And then should we go off on the,
0: are uh, we, we going
1: to talk about Riley? Uh,
0: Dylan, There, uh, Dylan got suspended. I was actually watching. I, was getting, I, don't, did we, I don't, I don't think we, we
1: talked we... about that one. Brennan, Dylan on Achari?
0: Oh, okay. We did talk about, I that think one. we
1: talked about that. Yeah. Uh,
0: gr- um, Gris, Grizzle Gris, I don't know how you say that for Boston. I was watching that game too. Grizzleck. Griselik, he got a spearing. He speared uh, Max Pacioretty And yep. I don't know if I can say it on the air. Actually, maybe I can. In the, I'll just keep it happy. <laughs> he speared him right in the family jewels. I mean, it was like with the blade end. It wasn't even. It was not the butt end. It was the blade end. Um,
1: yeah, we got
0: Pat, we got. ready. Did come out. That was uh, actually that was last Saturday. That was the, the same day as the uh, the Wings played the Canucks. Um, so there. Um, yeah, I was actually watching this game a little bit, and it was. I was not watching the Bruins because I can't stand watching that guy mm-hmm. uh yeah it was i mean i am kind of surprised that he didn't get suspension um because it was he, he got did, a fine he, he i believe he got kicked out of the game too yeah he got fined
1: yeah five thousand
0: he yeah he, he was just a major penalty so he was kicked out of the game for it so that i'm that right there i'm surprised that he didn't get a suspension um I wonder if it's because Patrick came back in the game. I don't know if that had any bearing with the, with the no suspension or not, but it was, it was a pretty, pretty serious jab. I mean, anytime you get speared with the blade under your stick is pretty bad, but especially in that spot, um, right in front of the net too. I mean, it wasn't like on the crease. It was kind of like in the slot area, And then another. Before we go into the big one, uh, all speaking of Boston, um, another high sticking on the goalie, Allmark. High sticking, uh, Lightning, Assamont. I don't remember. I see a rookie Um, that happened uh, just this past Tuesday. I didn't see the I didn't actually see that game, so not or the incident. Um I don't know how if it was like the same type of play as Bennington or not, but it was it was a high sticking, um, so you got fine. Oh, oh boy. That leads us into the big one. Morgan Riley. Yeah, this was I mean this was just Stupid. And
1: so, I, well, you know what makes it more stupid, D. Law. I mean, I know the fans against,
0: justified it. I know it's against but, Ottawa. Um, what do you think about the fans uh,
1: justifying
0: it? The Toronto fans—they're a bunch of. I got a little news story wrong. about their fans.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with but,
0: that. I mean, I know Toronto and Ottawa are rivals and everything, um, but it—that's just the way it is. I mean, that's—it's uh, <laughs> and they were losing. I don't think they were even getting really blown out. I think it was like a 5-2 game, and one was an empty netter, which really set Morgan Riley off. So this kid, for the Ottawa Senators, I think he's, he actually scored, I think, the next game um, against the goalie. Ridley <laughs> Greig. Um, yeah, is he a rookie? Um and I don't think it was his first goal. So he comes, he no, comes, think down, so. he comes down on the on the empty net, and he's basically in the crease, and he lets a slap shot go.
1: No, he is a rookie this year.
0: <laughs> so he rips the slap shot in the empty net goal, and he's celebrating, and then Morgan Rye comes from behind him and just absolutely loses it and cross checked him in the back of the head, and. I mean, maybe I don't it's know. Awful, awful. Mean, hockey, maybe
1: sportsmanship. I mean, you can go down the line. I y- mean, you could argue idiot move, idiot move.
0: You can argue maybe it was a little excessive to do that. You know, it, it was. was. I mean, what Green did is not. Yeah, but what, I mean, it's not classy. I don't. I get yeah, that. At least he didn't do what. Oh God, I'm blanking on that name where he goes in. But you know what, it, though? This is a net I and mean? goals, and they have losing the game, and it was a playoff Yeah, game. but you
1: know what, D-Law? Didn't it do doesn't that. excuse it. It doesn't excuse Morgan but Riley's behavior.
0: If you don't like it, you don't go and do that right off. Go, it do doesn't
1: you, excuse his behavior.
0: You're right? you're you're playing a division of rival Toronto-Ottawa. I'm sure they got to play again at least once in the season. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that was a last I don't know. But you, you're going to play them again. Whether it's this year or next year, they're in the same division, they're rivals. Maybe when the playoffs, they'll play each other. You do something in the game, and not not a chief You just find you pick the moment. No, it, I get it. You um, gotta
1: you gotta find that time. Like you you don't do it then. That was not the right time to yeah, do le- it. Like that was like, garbage. But, that was garbage. Bush league hockey. There's no place for it in the NHL. And now Riley should have a target on his head instead of Greig. I don't care. You know what. If Riley didn't do what he did, then yes, the next time that they played each other, there's a bullseye in Grieg's head. You're going to take extra runs at him. You're going to try to check him every time. There might still
0: be, but uh, you don't do you it right now.
1: then. Because you know what? Now, now yeah. the Senators are going to have a target on Riley. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, he came up and gave a cheap shot on my guy
0: while uh, he's and, celebrating. I mean, I, that's another thing. I don't after like, the whistle I
1: don't, playing, I don't, like, I don't, yeah, There was I no mean, need for it. You can be upset with it, skate by and chirp
0: him. I don't mind celebrations, but I don't know if he really. It's kind of tacky to celebrate on an empty net goal anyway. I mean, if you see a lot of these empty net goals, they really yeah, don't.
1: Who cares? Care, but, who cares? He's right. a good he, but, he, but, he
0: but he wasn't. He wasn't really doing a a major celebration anyway. Like uh, you know. Windmill or Superman Or he was just like I don't even think he jumped on the glass He was going on the glass and fist pumping And his teammates were coming over To celebrate with him And he gets freaking cross-checked The back of the neck And Morgan Riley only got five games
1: Yeah I find that ridiculous I find that And that pisses me off And I'll tell you why it pisses me off It pisses me off Because David Perron went to go stand up for a teammate, not throw a tantrum and act like a child. He went to go stand up for a teammate, and, yes, he got the wrong person, and, yes, he took the wrong approach, and, yes, he deserved the suspension, but you gave him six games for getting into a scrum and cross-checking a guy who had just put your captain unconscious on the ice where they needed to bring a stretcher out to help him out. So you gave him six games. Now you've got Morgan Riley who's acting like a giant man baby, who is throwing a tantrum, goes out of his way after the play, after a goal, breaking every code of the game, not just one like Grieg did. Greek broke a rule. He broke one of the codes. Morgan Riley broke about a dozen.
0: Actually, he was at the hash marks in the slot when he took the slap shot, not on top of the crease, but still. Okay, here's the
1: first, here's the first rule. Riley stopped skating. He didn't okay. care. He didn't yeah. make an effort to try to stop the play from happening. So that's that's the first one. Blame yourself. Second, you don't hit somebody after they score a goal.
0: Actually, he didn't even celebrate. He was just circling around. He looked over and saw Morgan Riley coming at him and <laughs> – by that time, it was too late. It was like he was kind of, yeah, we well, didn't he really celebrate. He's laying on the ice while everybody else is. Um, I don't know. I mean, five games to me, now is not enough.
1: He should have gotten uh, at least at least a same, if not more than Perron. No doubt. Maybe, not maybe I'm not retract that. He should have gotten at more games. Than David
0: Peranga. Oh, he was in front of him. He was like on the side. And he cross-checked him right to the head. So it wasn't from the neck, but it was still in the head.
1: Yeah, it or was the, the head.
0: Actually, the neck. To kind of, but he was from like the, on the side of him. But maybe I'm a little excessive here, but I would I would have suspended for the rest of the season.
1: And we'll also have we'll also have probably a, a Brad Marchand coming up as well.
0: Oh man, his head snapped too when he hit him.
1: Yeah, look like it hurt like hell.
0: I went oh and I don't the only thing is I don't think Morgan Rowley has has a history.
1: But I'm just disappointed in the player's safety because he's lost it. He's out of his mind. Yeah, he yeah, has gotta yeah. go.
0: He has no history so well till now, so that's probably why it was five games because he has no history. Um I don't know. Maybe, maybe oh, you know what? I take
1: it back. Ridley did play last year. He played twenty games.
0: Well, that might he might still be considered a rookie though. Uh, but he, I don't know. I may, am I too harsh saying no? That not Jordan at all. Really Should be suspended for the rest of the season.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's a little harsh. I would have given him ten yeah, games. I would have given him ten because a you gave, Perron, who doesn't have a history. You gave him six for defending a teammate
0: I mean more Six yeah, for Defending
1: more, a teammate Morgan Riley did did worse he targeted on purpose with a cross check to the head
0: well that's why who was
1: celebrating after a goal
0: they got less than 30 games left in the season um, so let's see 53 games so they be like 29 games
1: yeah, I, I, oh. you, I you give him 10 games, in my opinion. That's just that's me. That's my thought. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think no, that's it's absolutely like, fair.
0: He's got no history, maybe 15. I'll no, say you 15. say
1: 15. I, I'm still sticking with 10. I think 10 is a good number. I think that's fair, but that's number. just me.
0: And I think um, that is all suspensions, isn't it?
1: Uh, I think oh, it is.
0: That was a big one. It seems like most of them were head hits.
1: Yeah. Which, don't get me started on that. I'm not kidding. It's just, it's one of those things like totally avoidable. Totally, totally, totally avoidable. You bring back the goons, this goes away.
0: Avoidable like the Zadorov hit.
1: Yeah, that comes in, and
0: if he's got so many-
1: like if he's up. got to stand against Ryan Reeves. I mean, he's going to have to go blow for blow, and he's a big boy and he can hold his own. But that's all he's good for. I mean, same with Reeves. That's all they're good for. But if every team had that guy, you're you're going to be careful of these dirty hits. Like like again, Marshand. Throwing face that throwing that elbow, and splitting in the, open. Uh, what's his name there? Um, he played for the it. Islanders. I can't think of his name. Oh no, Arvidsson. He, he played for you guys. It was Victor Arvidsson. Probably did that he when he was him. with the
0: Predators. Well, he split, uh, him wide,
1: <laughs> split him wide open with an elbow. I mean, that's why I said Marshall better have something coming in terms of punishment. Um, because I mean, that's just cheap. He doesn't need to do that. He's too he's too skilled. That's that's bush league. But anyways, and then the um, face look. But if that happened, <laughs> what I'm saying is, if that happens, then all of a sudden you have to line up against somebody. And I've used this a hundred times. If Marshan throws that elbow, then the very next shift that he's out there, he's looking over at, at, you know, I'm using present day guys, but like Ryan Reeves or Redco Gudis, like he's not going to be able to, to tail away. He's going to have no choice. It's going to be, listen, you're dropping the gloves or I I bust your face up while you try to run away until the refs can break Uh it Like that's just, that's how it is. Like that's just, that's just how I feel. I don't. I don't agree with with Peros getting back on topic. I don't think that he made the right decision there. I think that they were given preference because it's a, it's Toronto, and the, the there is a definitely a, a market in Toronto. I'm not going to. The fans are idiots. They've run every goalie out of there. They were insane. They go nuts on each other during games, which I'll get into in in you know just a second here, um, but. It's just, it's one of those things. Like, if that was any other player without a history, they're going to get ten games. I thought Perron getting six was a little excessive, based on the precedent that was set. Because let's face it, being in the in the player safety office, it's all about precedent. You've set precedents along the way. If If you've been suspended once and you get a second suspension and it's a head hit, you know, I'm going to give you six. Okay, well, then the next guy comes along. Yep, he's been suspended. He gave a head hit and he gets three or five. Well, wait a second. No, you set the precedent that it was six. Why is he getting five? Like, what's different in his case? Like, yeah, I get it. The circumstances might be slightly different, but if you're eliminating head contact and that's the penalty and what you're reviewing. If there's head contact, there's head contact. Yes, there's more intent. If there's more intent, you give him more games. But in this circumstance, Perron and Riley were flip-flopped. Riley went out of his way to hurt somebody. Perron went out of his way to defend a teammate. And, while, and obviously, he was trying to hurt somebody doing that, but he had a reason to do it. Not because somebody hurt his feelings. Not because somebody made him upset and they were going to lose a game, it was because somebody took his captain out unconscious on the ice. That's why. And he gets six, and Riley gets five? Like, come on, Peros. Like, wake up. What what are you doing? What are you doing? It just doesn't make sense. But again, I think if that's any other market, they're getting ten games. That's just my my take on it. I'm done. I don't
0: I don't have any more to say in this in this. I just I, I said what I had to say, and
1: yeah, no, I get it. What I mean, we can't beat this thing to death, but that's just that's how I feel. Um, you want to get into some news stories?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a lot. Um... No, there's
1: not. I got I got a kind of cool one I want to lead off with, and I, you probably wouldn't know this because unless you were watching the the Red Wings game. But JT Confer's sister, uh, I believe, had the game-winning goal in the PWHL game back in Toronto, and I know Confer wanted to try to score a goal that you know that same day, and it didn't happen. But he's been on fire, Confer, and he had a good chance of doing it. But I just thought it was cool that his sister is playing professional hockey as well. So you know, that's that's kind of a cool little family thing they got.
0: Uh, I didn't realize that was going on yet either. I don't know. Yeah, It's starting to pick
1: up. Like I'm watching the crowd. I mean, it was, it was packed. It was full. The stadium was or The arena was full. It was, I didn't expect that at all. It shocked me. So now because the arena was packed and sold out, I'm going to have to try to watch one. Just see what it's all about.
0: Did they have more attendance in Arizona?
1: Oh, without a doubt, just in the first bowl. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. College arenas that are bigger than, than Arizona's have more attendance. I mean, RIT is probably <laughs> close to their attendance.
0: As so long as you were talking about Arizona, I just want to mention, you know, watching the Arizona games, you know, on TV when, you know, in, in that when they're home, you, just, you can see, and you get, you know, when you're watching games, you can, you know, the background noise and everything. I mean, obviously, you got the announcers and everything, but then you, you got the background noise, and it just watching the Coyotes in their home arena. Or, yeah, the
1: acoustics well, are terrible. It There's just fun- doesn't
0: sound – it sounds like I'm at, at a college arena. Well, I mean, it is a college arena, like an <laughs> R-E-M-E or something like that. Not like when you go and you watch an actual NHL team in the NHL. It just sounds, you know, different. You know, the fans, you can hear the fans. Oh, yeah,
1: the acoustics are way off. And yeah. I, I want to say, I don't know if it was agents, but somebody has gone to the NHL and said, listen, this experiment's got to end. It's awful. It's awful for the players playing there. The acoustics are off. Everything is off. You have to walk a mile to get to the ice. Like, everything is just a joke. So, but this is uh, Gary Bettman's um, no, I think are getting a, experiment child, and he's not going to let them go.
0: I think, they, I think they are getting a new arena. It's, I don't know if they're in the process of building it, but something's, I think they are going to get, I don't know where it's going to be. But I'm pretty. I, I'm how to dig into that again. Um,
1: well, I, can I, assure know, I, I know. I know. I know. This
0: should be called the Coyotes podcast or something because we talked more about them the last couple seasons than we. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're just a
1: train wreck of an organization.
0: More than the Predators.
1: Well, no, but
0: oh yeah. No, least, of course, least, I'm just kidding with you. But at least they can win. I just yeah. think they can win a game.
1: Yeah, but the problem the problem is is that it's just a saga. It's a it's you know it's not some Cinderella story. They went from a you know a beautiful arena. They had fans. They had players. They moved the team. You know some of their stars begin to, to you know like Shane Doan
0: steps down,
1: and they just never they never got any star power. They never had anyone come back. I mean who who they had.
0: I think Shane Doan is actually in the organization. Is is he? I don't think he's a GM, but I think he's something got something to do. Yeah, I'm
1: sure he is. I mean he that he was he is the face of the city, but my my issue is is that they they moved the team, and nobody wanted to play for the team. Then the team was horrible for years. Then they move into a college arena where they can only support four or five thousand people in the arena. You know the revenue is down. You know they're not able to pay their share towards the NHL fees, and it's just—I mean, it's just a joke after joke yeah. after joke. But Gary Bettman is in bed with this team, and it's—it's it's ridiculous.
0: It was so bad that he actually got kicked out of the arena. That's what had to go to Arizona State. They probably had to beg him.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, it's
0: just, or, or it, I'm sure they're paying him money.
1: But I mean, isn't isn't that a joke? I mean, don't you see that as comical? Like something's not right with that
0: i'm surprised they let them sell alcohol i i thought being on a college campus they weren't allowed to but maybe there's an exception
1: i'm sure they would make exceptions for it but i know like you said we talk about arizona quite a bit and their teams and we should call it the the arizona podcast well i'm not i'm not because i'm not arizona i don't like arizona i think it's funny to rip on them but what i can do is i can ask you a question and I'll answer your question, and we'll see where it goes. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, we're after the the All-Star break here. Things have kind of calmed down. We've had a few games since the All-Star break as we already went through. You know, I want to talk a little bit about where our teams are currently and a little bit about what our thoughts are gonna be for the second half of the season. Like just a general synopsis, nothing too crazy, nothing too in depth. We got a few more news stories to touch on. But I'm curious, D law like where do you see Nashville? Like what do you think they should do? What do you think they're doing well? What do you think the outcome is gonna be? Just talk about the state of the preds at the moment.
0: I just hope we can win a game.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I mean that's that's the whole purpose of being a fan. You want to have a winning team. Uh, I mean, what you like what? I mean, do you think they ripped the bandaid off and just finally actually rebuild? Like enough with this retooling crap. Like it doesn't work. It hasn't worked. It's never worked for them. You are moron. <laughs> I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, seriously.
0: Well, obviously, it's, it's some teams can do that. When I'll be look at cool. Boston and somebody, Boston
1: didn't do that. They, they built they a never, team. They
0: never win. They never wanted to rebuild and then just, there's yes, a, a couple of teams that never sell out. Before they had the Chara players, and all
1: those guys you get Marshan before they had them, they were their, not good. They were not a good team. They were rebuilding back in those days. They I mean, were rebuilding I mean, the team that they have and they've just they've, really, always, they've plugged players in. As far as I can remember,
0: they've been good.
1: No, not, they have not always been good.
0: The Penguins are not doing too good, but they're they haven't gone into rebuild.
1: Yeah, but they they did they did with Crosby. At, what do you think happened with 80s. you and
0: Crosby? No, not in the eighties. There was only a couple of years.
1: So they were in the Stanley Cup Finals and fighting for a Stanley in, Cup Finals for, for for ten years. No, they didn't.
0: Uh, you don't three of the. You sp- don't have to be.
1: Detroit, you, don't Colorado.
0: you don't have to be fighting for a uh, Stanley Cup in order to be good. I mean,
1: what is the point of the NHL?
0: Well, yeah, but what do you, you f- I mean, not, are you just playing to play or not, are you playing
1: for a Stanley Cup?
0: You're not going to win the Stanley Cup every year.
1: No, of course not. But that's the goal. Like, that's when you know you've got your as team you, to as win. As long
0: as you're good, as you, you put a competitive team out there that. I'm you know, sorry, top, I'm
1: not okay with that
0: as a top red two stand. or three in the division. You, cause you can spoiled. sit there and
1: own the division all you want, D Law. I want to fight for a Stanley Cup. You can I, hang all your division banners you want.
0: I didn't say anything about winning a division. I said as long as you're finishing the top three or four in the division, that and, and by the time the playoff comes you're one of the favorites, that's that's what you want. And you build you you build your your eight your affiliates. Your AHL and lower levels to get your better players. And and you how gotta, do you feel that? You got a curiosity. Gotta how do you feel mon- that through the draft? You got to okay. keep mind. You got to keep monitor. You got to keep monitoring these players, and if they're well, not, of course, if you don't, if if you don't, don't looking like they're panning out, you get rid of them and bring in some more prospects. So, and but while, how do you
1: keep? We're talking years now. You're, now you're, you're talking no, years. You're,
0: while you're doing that, that's it. You, so you start, you know, and and then as you keep doing that. And you keep doing that so while you so right now you you know that's why you got three four level the uh, uh, junior team you know you got the ahl and then you got well yeah minor underneath you so you you're starting to th- 16 17 years old. So you're telling me. Old.
1: So you're telling oh, me when you start
0: getting more draft by, picks. By the time they get in the but the eighteen, so you're constantly filling that back row, so you keep getting these. Agreed. You made your up point
1: up. on that, but listen to 18, this. Here, and, and then listen what I'm saying. While 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 that's
0: going on in those leagues in the AHL, your NHL teams got a mix of these younger players that are just about ready to, to make the the. The, the, you know, to, to really start getting these, you know, 20-goal seasons and stuff, you know, 30, I mean, you're not going to get 40 or 50 unless you're elite. And, and then you got these, and then, and, and plus with them, plus you're going to have some veterans or, you know, some elite players, you know, one or two. Because you're not going to have four or five elite players because you can't afford them for one especially in the center cap era
1: elite so, players are very hard to come by like that that is not going to well, happen when you every, have one first every, round pick every year every team is not going to happen
0: every team's got at least one
1: okay but and, you guys no no that's not true that's not true because detroit does not have a connor mcdavid
0: they, they have, have a Larkin.
1: Larkin is not a Connor Bada- Connor McDavid or a uh, Connor Bedard. Well, he is not an Austin Matthews. He is not. they not. It's just not him.
0: I, they're not. They're, they're elite. They're, well, no, they're above elite.
1: No, they're elite. We're not just going to start making up categories. Ma- they McKinnon, are
0: elite. McKinnon is elite.
1: Yeah, he is. He's in that class. He's with but those he's guys. Not,
0: but he's not. He's not like on their level. How can
1: they're, you not put him on their level.
0: level? There's another level above elite.
1: Okay, what what is that? Are we just going to keep climbing the ladder? Superstars. You've got your good, you've got your good players, you've got your stars, you've got your Super,
0: elite. Well, that, that's been going on for years, like Mario, superstars, Gretzky. Mer- okay, Lemieux, we'll call it
1: whatever you want.
0: Messier, there are elite.
1: And superstar, are the same exact category. No, no. Because I I, I just, you know, I, I I put Forsberg and Larkin on the same exact category they're on the same level. Whatever you want to call that, call it whatever you want. But Detroit and, and Nashville share that with those two players. I don't whatever whatever title you want to give them, give them. But my question is, how do you get that elite player when you only have one first round pick every single year or one second round pick every single year? You're going to play the same hockey year after year. You're not building that pool that you went on so elaborately about, about building the depth. You're not doing that by adding one player in a, and obviously you can hit anybody anywhere, but you're but you higher when you have more chances to hit that player.
0: But you don't right? need, you don't need, you know, a first or second round pick doesn't, I mean, you, You can have players that are in the fourth, third, fourth, fifth round that are top players.
1: I understand that. But when you only have one every single year because you're just doing the status quo of, well, we've got a few guys, but we've got a pick around. You're not going to do anything with that. You're just not. You're always going to be on the outside looking in, always. And that's what you've been doing the last several years, and you, you haven't been able to, like, rip the Band-Aid off. And now, this is where I, I like what Detroit's doing is we're building tons of picks. We're getting in, like, look at our goalie situation. We've got three goalies. None of them are elite, but we could sell any one of them right now and get at least two picks for them. Now we've just added two more picks to to our our pool of people like, like that is how you, you build a team. That is how you build these, these dominant, you know, Pittsburgh teams. You know, you draft a Malkin, you draft a Crosby, like right there, you've already boosted your line, your team to be one of the best in the league. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just how it is.
0: Just for, you know, some round four picks. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go through a whole list. Um, Nyquist was one. Johnny Goudreau, Andrew Cop, Arvidsson. I mean, there's some pretty good okay, players. Okay, so
1: Goudreau players. was the best of that class that you just said. Now, here's my question to you:
0: Like, was a fourth round, so you don't need a first or second. I understand pick. that. Like, where would you put Brad, Pavel
1: Datsuk? Where would you where would you name him?
0: Well, he was a first round pick anyway. But Brad marshall uh, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Where would a, you where would you put Datsuk in that? Category of like players that you had created.
0: He's elite.
1: So you put him in the elite class. He was drafted 171st in the draft.
0: But Marshawn is a third round pick. Did you hear what I just said? Because you had said
1: you had said said that he was a first round pick. Datsuk was 171st pick overall. That was not first round.
0: Well, there's that's like a a once in a lifetime. steal that No. no I don't know. Really,
1: well maybe that is but I mean you just named Johnny Gaudreau look at all the teams and all the the opportunities the players had. like what I'm saying is that if you want to hit on one of those guys you want to hit on all your players obviously but if you want to hit on one of those guys to come up and just be a difference maker you need to have picks to, to play with And the way you get picks is you start selling off the guys when you are not a contender. The Predators are not a contender. For how many years have they been on the outside looking in and they just refuse to do anything? They refuse.
0: Why why would you want to sell off your best players? Because you're
1: not winning with them. You haven't won a Stanley Cup with them. They're not going to take you there.
0: So then, the next year they light it up with eighty. 50, Who cares? 50, 60 Who cares? Goals. What does that
1: matter? They, they are not putting sixty goals they, with the Predators. They're not.
0: They could have done that. With, no, they couldn't they, have. They they, they, they not, they're they're giving up on them.
1: Different systems, different players. You 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 offload them. If they are not producing on your team, it doesn't mean that they're a bad player. They might be in a bad situation. But if it doesn't work out, you trade them and you get as many picks as you can. If you can't get another, you know, player of equal or better status, well, or they, younger, you sell and get. You try to get as many picks. Like right now, I would be selling Soros. I would be shopping they, him right now.
0: They traded. He's going to be a free agent next season. He's still under contract.
1: That's why you trade him because he's going to walk for nothing.
0: No, he's not. He's. They're going to resign him. They traded Ekholm and got nothing for him. So that doesn't. So that that theory is out the drain. That means your GM
1: is not very good.
0: Well, he's retired.
1: Uh, yeah, because he was not very good.
0: Well, t- he was, knows? It was a
1: forced retirement because yeah, he was not I, very good.
0: Do you? How do you know this one's going to be any better?
1: I don't. We got to see what yet, he does. He he hasn't he's got to sell it. Soros right now.
0: No, he doesn't. We got no. We got nothing. It doesn't nothing matter. You aren't going to
1: win. You we aren't going to win. You've got
0: Askarov.
1: He's no, going to be just fine.
0: In the NHL, yeah, but not the NHL. Well,
1: how do you know
0: that? He's had. He's played a couple games in the NHL already and done nothing.
1: Yeah, let him grow a little bit. Of course, give him another year down there. That's fine. Like, Kosa, he's playing phenomenal mm-hmm. right now. His goals against is unreal. His win-loss is unreal. The kid's playing great, but that doesn't mean he should just come up to the Red Wings and, you know, take the take the top spot. It takes time. But when you've got a guy like Saros and you aren't going to the playoffs, and you aren't – I mean, you could. I'm not going to say you aren't. You could get on a huge run and make that big push into the playoffs and make a splash. But you're just not there. You guys miss out or are a first-round bounce every year. Like, it's time to do something different.
0: Yes, Asker has played one game, uh, that twenty-two, twenty-three, he was 0-1, he's got a 4.15 goals against. So what? He's not going to make it, and that was a 35 shots on, on him. What was the, Eight. how many goals? Four? Well, his goals against was 4.15, his save percentage was 88.6. The year before, he played two games. Yeah, I don't know if he got a win, but he was one point four seven goals against thirty-five shots. Yeah. That, mu- that was good. That was oh that was oh that was twenty three twenty fours.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Not as good Not it's What what are you talking about? Do you, you know, do you have any two, stats
1: in front of you to compare it to?
0: Two games. Uh twenty two twenty three. No, I mean other goalies. Bay's goalie.
1: Yes, he's not gonna come out and be a Vasilevsky right now. Basilevsky didn't. out of the draft, and just you know, destroy the league. He's
0: not the future. He's not the pecorine or. Then the get Sar. rid of him. Then get rid
1: of him. Why keep him? Trade him.
0: There's a there'll be a thousand
1: teams waiting in line to, to get a young gold. Uh, I don't
0: know about that. He's playing really good in the AHL right now, but yeah. So you
1: trade him then if
0: you don't think he's you're not going to get gonna anything. Be, me, you're not going to get anything for yes, him right you now. Would.
1: You'd get a ton for him. Mm. He's young. He's got an. He's playing good in the AHL. He's playing with the hottest team in the AHL.
0: I don't want to see all these players have been there for the last four or five years and you get to know them. And I can I appreciate your want. passion. I don't and want... Then, I, I'm, I, not upset. I'm not upset. They're losing now. Why would you want to lose with uh, young players that are... That you, because they they're going to grow.
1: They're going to grow. And then you the AHL the has feel like... Well, who's laughing at who? Nobody's laughing at the, the NHL at them, they, play, they
0: play their backup goalies. No, and they don't. If, if, if Detroit, if, does,
1: Detroit had that for if, the last if, four seasons, D-Law. They won. Four seasons. The team's been literally playing their backup every game. This year, they have not. Prior to this year, they have been playing backup goalies against the Red Wings constantly. <clears throat> I did not take that as a laughter. I did not take that as mockery. I took that as Detroit's a team to give your hot goalie a break because we can win this game with our backup goalie. So we can still squeak out two points. We can give our starting goalie a break because look at Alex Lyon. He played I don't know how many games in a row, and he was playing fantastic. But you just burn out. You burn out mentally goalies are different they're just different in every aspect of the game they are not like a Connor bedard they are not like a, a you know a sid crosby or a mcdavid they're not it's a different breed everything is different with them you should know that you're a goalie like mentally it's much different than it is being a player
0: but Even if you do, I mean, finish and dead last like Chicago's right now, there's no guarantee you're even gonna get the number one pick because the lottery, draft lottery, and 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 if the Predators do do what they were to finish and dead last, they, I'm sure the NHL would rig rig it like they do every year against so they wouldn't get the number one pick because they would get
1: not. But I mean, usually the top three. Or four no,
0: not? The, yeah, but the, number the, one is the, usually
1: your elite, the, the top superstar. That's that's usually the, where number one's going to go. Not always. Not,
0: not always. Two, three, and four are not usually all that great. How, okay, give yeah, me some, unless,
1: some guys that are two, three, and four. Let's, let's unless, talk through this.
0: Unless it's a really good draft year, like, um, like and I know, like the last few years, there's only been one or two players that are really like, but they're at level.
1: Yeah, it's very rare. You're right. You're absolutely right. But that doesn't mean the players that come out are. are and then, not good.
0: and then you got to worry about you draft them. You got to worry will they even want to play there? They they might course, not even sign course, there. So then, and then you end up losing them.
1: Ninety nine percent of players will play where they're drafted. And I'm telling no, you, Chicago. I, I'd, I'd be worried about Chicago in the next five years. I would be absolutely terrified of
0: Chicago. We were back in the uh, in the early 2000s, so... Chicago's in a rebuild right now.
1: They brought they, in some vets
0: like... They, they were Shady, just you know, good in, in the early 2000s. Why are they in a rebuild now? Because they're dead last in the NHL? 2010.
1: Do you think these guys play forever? I mean, look at Patrick Kane, who was on that team in the 2000s, is now on the Red Wings. Just because you land on a team does not mean you're going to retire with that team. Actually, that's very unlikely. So... No, everything is different than the 2000s. That has not. That's completely irrelevant. They hit a plateau, and they started to decline, and then they declined and declined, and then they sold off Patrick Kane. They got a ton of draft capital for him. You know, they traded off Alex DeBrincat, got a ton of draft capital for him. Like they started trading all these players and, now, like, and tons of doing? draft picks. Yeah, look at they got the number one player in the league, or the number one player in the draft. Who's yeah. going to be a, a mess? To reckon with here,
0: well, if he doesn't get reckon. injured again,
1: what does I mean that was a cheap shot to the jaw? Like that's you know you just don't expect that. It's no, still playing. It,
0: it was just one of those freak th- accidents. I don't think it was a cheap one like uh, Zadorov and no, it wasn't. And Riley,
1: it was questionable. But what I'm saying is Chicago has now added a huge piece to their roster. That is a building block. You now have so many options on what you can do because he's, he's on a rookie contract. So he's but not the creditors will never have that
0: anything like that. No, because
1: they don't trade anybody.
0: Even if they did, they wouldn't. No, they
1: wouldn't. wouldn't. How, how do you – are you Nostradamus? Can you tell me what the lottery numbers are going to be tomorrow?
0: Because they wouldn't – because the players won't go there.
1: Why would they not go there?
0: Because they don't want to lose. Players don't want to go to to Nashville. Listen to me. Name a player. I don't care about
1: that, but listen to me. You've got Chicago, which is crime-ridden, terrible politics. Stores are getting shut down because people are looting every day. Highest murder rate in the country. Dead last for their hockey team, yet he still chose to go play for them, and he's probably one of the superstars to be.
0: That's because he got. So drafted. that's
1: bo- that's bogus. I don't agree with anything that you're saying. It was either that no, or not no. play.
0: It was either that okay. or not play. Hockey. So if
1: so, if Nashville drafts somebody, they got the same choice. There's they, your there's your resolution.
0: They can sign somewhere else. Like okay, what, well, so could Bedard, right? Like um, so could Bedard, I mean, right? Like Jimmy Vesey.
1: I don't care about him. He's nobody. He's awful. Is he well, still
0: in the league with the Rangers?
1: Yeah. Whatever.
0: Lighten it up.
1: He might be playing good, but he's not a name like Sid Crosby. He's not getting nearly as much press as Connor Bedard is. Because Connor Bedard is generational. So you have a generational player like a Sid Crosby who joined with a, a very declined Penguins team. You had Connor McDavid, who was at a bottom of the barrel Edmonton team. That's how rebuilds work. You start drafting young players who can come up and start making a splash. I mean, look at Detroit drafted Moritz Sider. He was a rookie of the year. Yes, I've been harsh on him this year, but he's playing good hockey. is a huge piece to our defensive side of the game. He plays physical. He plays well. He plays hard. He plays smart. And he's not generational, but he's a very, very good hockey player. And we got him because we sold off everybody. We've gotten rid of everybody. And you know, it probably wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if Detroit sells off even more. But I mean, that's just that's just how I feel, and I I've seen teams do it. Detroit's doing it right now, the best that they can. Um, you know, we're just stashing guys down in the minors right now, letting them get their their wheels, let them get the feel for professional hockey, and then we start introducing them in into the league. And you know, look at Tampa Bay. They built around Stamkos. Now that. That team is in a rise, and I bet you they so, start selling off soon. I they bet were, you.
0: then they were going downhill, and now they're going, they're starting to get back up. I, I still think that you're going to see, because I was reading
1: trade oh, talks right. about Stamkos going. Now, if you sell a guy like Stamkos, that tells me that you're looking to trade, you're looking to rebuild. You're looking to start this.
0: They're fourth you know, in a the decision.
1: division. No, I get that. I'm not saying they're going to do anything this year, but. But they were. I mean, they're going to come to a point where they're just going to start declining, and it's like, okay, we got to rip the Band-Aid off, and we're just going to. They
0: were. They did start to decline. Now they're kind of still hover on the middle part.
1: Yeah, but you can't base it just on after their games. No, I'm saying after their
0: after their cup wins, they start going downhill again, like the last few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see where it all shakes up, but I mean, at the end of the day, I still. I still see them being another team that's going to be starting a rebuild soon. What about
0: the Panthers? They're on a nine-game road winning streak. They're, yeah, they gutted you know, their team a uh, couple years ago. More than that.
1: That's what I mean. They gutted their team and rebuilt it up.
0: New Jersey, this, they're in this, a rebuild right now. Sold, they had a really good all season our, last this, year. They sold all their players to Calgary.
1: Right, and they got a lot but, of draft capital. Did, well,
0: they did get a good player back, but...
1: But again, what I'm saying is, you've got these, these teams, and that's how you start building a contender, as you you start to see how your team's evolving. I mean, it's it's not an easy process. I can't even speak on it because I don't even have any idea what the hell I'm talking about. I'm just winging it. But you got to, I mean... I'm thinking about Steve Eiserman, what he's got to be looking at. I mean, he's got to be in constant communication with scouts to see who's where, who's the next up-and-coming star, what's our opportunity to get that person, what do we have to do, do we have a chance, do we not have a chance, we'll know, well, who can we land? I mean, there are so many scenarios. Like, Can we go get somebody in free agency? Can we go get somebody over here? Can we go get somebody over there? Can we bring somebody up from the AHL? Can we put somebody from the ECHL over to the AHL? Like, you got to watch and see how these guys are developing because if you're watching, it's like, hey, we've got some really good solid right wingers. i got to focus on left defense. Then I'm going to start looking at left defense. Like, you have to look at who can possibly come up and translate into the NHL. But the only way to do that is by getting draft picks and putting guys into the system. I just think if you're on the outside and you're looking in, Every year. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have given Forsberg a contract. That's just me. If I'm David Poyle, I'm giving him a couple years. Say, hey, keep up the production. We can figure out something to keep you. But as he starts declining, he's out. And if he didn't like that he only was going to get a couple years, you trade him. Find a team that wants a guy that can put up 20, 30 goals a season. And the Predators need that well yeah it's working out extremely well for him right now one guy is not your team you need support and that's what I like about Detroit but I think that the Red Wings came on we had a bad skin Canada we're gonna move past that I feel like finished a good one in Calgary but I think overall the team is gelling pretty good which you expect here at the halfway point Um, guys are starting to get their feet guys are coming back from injury uh, you know, unfortunately, Huso is out. But I, I see Detroit still making a splash. I don't see them making a, a tumble. I, I think that the culture has changed a little bit. I think actually, believe it or not, some of that could be due to the Lions because Detroit's become a city where they want to start seeing championships. Detroit's become a city where the sports has kind of taken over again. People are excited to go see these teams play. And I think that translates into the locker room. And I think that you're – I think Detroit could be a team that could sneak in for an early first-round loss. I'd be okay with that because that tells me that the rebuild's working. And that tells me as some of these older guys, like a Robbie Fabry moves out and you bring in a Jonathan Jonathan Bergeron if he's still with the team because they're talking about trading him for a boatload of picks. You know, you bring up Simon Edvinson. You know, Jeff Petrie walks – Simon Edmondson backfills you know and then he only grows with the team probably cost half as much money but I think Detroit's got the right depth in the the right system right now I think it's working pretty good I I think Detroit could make a splash I think they could come out of this and you know if, if they don't I think they'll be extremely close I don't think you'll see an implosion like last year and many years before that but I think Detroit's got an opportunity to kind of make a name for themselves. I'm excited. And that's not me busting on, you know, Nashville stones. But, you know, what is that saying? Like insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I just think that's what Nashville's been doing for several years now. you moron. I, I think Poyle just had one lucky season. And, and I'm not bashing on them. And I'm not putting them down. I'm not doing any of that because you're going to say I make fun of them. And I'm not. I'm not making fun of Nashville. Ah! I just think that they've made some poor decisions with Poyle. They allowed him to stay too long. And now it's going to take Trotz probably three years to get out of this mess. This year, he probably won't do a ton. I would still sell Soros because now he's playing good hockey. You can probably get a lot for him. There's going to be plenty of teams looking for that number one goaltender, and he's it. Like right now, Detroit's got three backups. You actually, you actually have a starting goalie. Use that to your advantage.
0: And then we won't have a starter.
1: That's okay. Who cares? Lose. Losing's okay when you're in a rebuild. It we sucks and it it hurts. It It's disappointing and it's maddening. It's upsetting. Like, yes, you're uh-huh. going to feel all those emotions and it's not fun. Uh-huh.
0: I can't take any – I mean, 2-1, one 3-2, one, uh, yeah, yeah. at least they're in the game and they're, you know, bounce here and bounce there and win. But I can't take these 9-2 losses. It's just embarrassing.
1: Yeah, a little bit,
0: a little bit. And if you if those do that – happen
1: every once in a while, Detroit has uh, lost
0: 84. If you do that, if you do, you saying get rid of everybody, get rid of your goalie, there's going to be probably half the season is going to be nose those 9-2 losses.
1: Yeah, it's Okay. They suck. It's not fun. You're gonna get bullied. Even even that is when, part of it, that is a part of the cycle. And I just he, feel like you're stuck right in the middle. Like you, the Predators are flatlined while every other team is going up and down on the graph. Even and when San Jose flat. Was,
0: even when San Jose was in their 15 game losing streak or whatever it was or 14, I don't think yeah. they got blown out maybe once.
1: Yeah, it's all the predators got blown out. Teams aren't gonna get blown out. They just like it's not like every game the predators are gonna lose like that.
0: It seems like it.
1: Well, of course it's gonna seem like it, but it's not reality.
0: Oh, uh, but anyway, back,
1: back to the news, D law.
0: Um, actually, a good thing that the Wild did. Um. Uh, Mark Andre Flurry I mean there's 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 a lot of players uh, had their 1000 games I think we talked about a couple last show um but Flurry has 1,000th game and 552 wins um, and I like him the wild uh, did honor him for those uh, while when the penguins were in their town their their building um <clears throat> which was Clancy. actually which is the first team. So I thought that was a very class move. They obviously obviously had a plan for that date because they're in different conferences. So they only play them once and they could, I mean, they could have played, they could have done that when he, when they played Vegas or Chicago, which they play a lot more often. Um, So I thought that was very, very, very good on their part. Agreed. Um, But speaking of Minnesota, I think it was that same game. Um the horn kept going off and the, the, it was, everybody was like the rest and everybody they're like what's going on um it did it twice in the final four minutes and in the first period and it wasn't no it was no gold you know how they sometimes they blow the horn when there's a goal and they don't miss it and they gotta go back and review it it wasn't none of that um so apparently it was just uh an horn going on. I'm stuck. I know uh, one of the rinks there uh, that I, that I do scorekeeping for uh, last year. It was it did the same. It was doing the same thing where I was like, "What the heck's going on with this?" <laughs> so I just thought that was kind of kind of funny that it actually happens in an NHL. I guess you know technology is speaking of the Penguins. Um, this was against the Panthers. Um, now, I thought that if it gets, you know, your high stick, it gets played with a high stick. Um, obviously, you the player can't touch it or else it'll be called dead. But I thought if it if it touched the other team, it was okay. So they disallowed a goal after it hit two Panthers after the Penguins. The Penguins knocked it in with a high stick, but it touched two Panthers before it went in, before the Penguins touched it. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I I don't understand. Apparently, they need possession. I don't know. So that's all I got for that for for the news. I think we can roll into the Predwings ten.
1: Yeah, let me let me kick mine off quick. Yeah. I just I just read through mine because it changes so easily, and I don't want to draw it out too long and say, oh, this and this and this and this three. So I've got you know Vancouver on top, not just because they beat Detroit recently and you know did the gritty against us, but I've got you know Vancouver the Rangers who I thought have been coming up pretty strong. Um, Florida, Boston, Colorado, Winnipeg, F. Dallas, Carolina, Vegas, and unfortunately Toronto. And speaking of Toronto, I just want to add one thing, D-Law. I forgot to mention this. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, But at the Toronto game, when Austin Matthews had his hat trick, one Toronto fan stands up he looks like peter griffin
0: i saw that on social yeah, media grabs
1: the guy's hat in front of him and throws it on the ice it's like no, fight? No, they're me.
0: both leaves fans
1: i'm yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah it's like they they hate each other i mean they're the most defunct, they're the most defunct freaking team i have ever met in my life
0: i must have had a guy have to drink
1: not enough Peter Griffin.
0: (laughs) I wonder what that guy did.
1: I would have put him right in his mouth. He would have been spitting chiclets.
0: No, don't be mentioning that. They're not paying us.
1: No, I'm not endorsing him. Chiclets are your teeth. Yeah, I know. I know. I would have hit him square in the mouth for doing that. And then I would have been like, you go out there and get my goddamn hat. Go out there. (laughs) I'll hit you again. (laughs) Go get it. You flag him down, pull off your shirt, make a scene, whatever you got to do, fat boy. But go out there and freaking get my head. I wanted to throw the goddamn thing. I would have done it myself. All
0: right. right.
1: But they hate each other. I mean, come on. All
0: right. Uh, Any special mentions? Um, I don't want.
1: I'd like to say Detroit. I want to keep them in there. Because they're in the wild card bubble, you know they had a bit, they had a few games down, but not, they they had a huge win against Calgary, so I'm going to keep them as an honorable special mention.
0: All right, well I got Vancouver on top, uh, just because they're playing really well, um, except for that one game against Detroit, which kind of laid in the egg on that one. Uh, then I got Edmonton, the Rangers, uh, Vegas. I got them back, Boston. Carolina, I got them actually sliding a little bit, Florida, I got Tampa Bay back in, they've had some good key wins, Uh, the Kings, they've been up and down, but they just had a couple key wins, Colorado, they're starting to win again, they're getting dangerous, and I got Winnipeg and Dallas dropping out, Um, not just because of the Dallas win, uh, just because there was no room for (laughs) Anybody else in the top ten? I uh, just want to mention Detroit. You know they're in a wild card spot. Um, Calgary, they're they're very quietly, very quiet team. They're sneaking, yeah, sneaking in. in. Um, and then the Blues. their Blues are they're another quiet team. They're they're actually in a play out, a wild card spot. Yeah, they've kind of turned this year. The uh, the uh, the Predators are. Um, Right behind them of that that of that win, but they're they're holding on to that wildcard spot. spot or just four behind the Kings, so watch out for the St. Louis Blues, and that's that it for my. Fred Wings 10. Do the Admirals update real quick. Griffin's Admirals. Admirals, they got it. Their streak hit 16. Askaroff got a shutout their last game for nothing against the Moose, the Manitoba Moose, and they beat Chicago as well. 5 2. Um, So, yeah, that's that. they're rolling, and you know the, they the Predators recalled and They they did send him back down. They sent Tomasino. They t- set Tomasino down to get him confidence.
1: Okay. So it happens
0: whatever, whatever that is. So I think the Griffins are pretty hot too, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean they're seven zero and one with two overtime wins um, in their last ten. So I mean they're they're playing pretty good right now they've uh you know they've got they're one game behind the admirals but one up on texas when it with games remaining uh, those are the only two teams ahead of them but yeah i mean they're on quite a streak too like i was saying sebastian costa is one of their top players so right now he's played 22 games his save percentage is .905 uh, 10 wins and goals against are only 2.76 and that number, I think, right now in his last ten um has been like one point three zero and like a nine nine five save percentage. So he's kind of finding his groove, you know, but he's still not there yet. He needs to he needs to develop. But yeah, I mean they're they're playing they're they're playing good hockey right now. And you know, I can't be you know, I, I can't be too upset with the ways that they're you know the way that they're playing at the moment. I also want to throw in there really quick that Johnny Burgers has sixteen goals and twenty two assists with thirty five point, points or thirty eight points. Simon Edvinson, who I was talking about coming up and kind of taking over for Petrie, um, you know he's at twenty five points, and then Carter Mazer has twenty three points, and I like that. So you know our, our youth are right up there leading the pack. So that's what I mean. Those draft picks really make a difference, and I think these guys are going to help the Wings in the, you know, the Sounds, the
0: future. Sounds like the Predators with their uh, with with their young players in Milwaukee winning really uh, right now too. So they're they're getting that experience. So, sure. Why so I guess the picks. at us see. Uh, you got the Vancouver the the first Vancouver game right, and I got that wrong. Uh, I got the Edmonton one right, correct, and you got that one wrong. And then we both got the bank at the, the second Vancouver, the one at Vancouver, correct. And I got the Calgary one wrong, and you got that one correct. So let's roll into your pick, starting with looks like Seattle on the nineteenth. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: go. I'm gonna go with the win on that one. You know they've kept to the West Coast, they're keeping that schedule. I'm going to the win there, and then. I think they're going to lose to Colorado at home, unfortunately. Um, but I do think that they will beat St. Louis, and I think that they'll beat Chicago. So I'm going to go win-loss, win-win against, uh, respectively, Seattle, Colorado, St. Louis, and Chicago.
0: I think they're going to beat Seattle. They're kind of a funny team, though. But um, And then I think they're going to lose to Colorado, and I think they're going to win. St. Louis is playing really good now, right now, but I think they'll find that's in Detroit. I think they're going to win... Win that game and the Chicago game. So, sliding over to the, the Predators, we both got the Arizona game wrong. Uh, we both got New Jersey wrong. I got Dallas wrong. I don't know why I picked a win. You got that one right. And we both got St. Louis right. So, let's see our picks for the wings. I'm still on top at 53%. And we're tied with the Predators. Um, as far as percentage, yeah, we're 26. Uh, so that means we got, we're at Vegas, Our road, tri- road game is coming up. Uh, I'm going to give a loss on that one. The Kings, I think we're going to win, win that game. And San Jose, I think we're going to we'll win that game in San Jose. And then Anaheim, I think they'll win that game. I don't know why, but not to they with well.
1: I think for those, respectively, Vegas, I'm going to go with the loss. I think they're going to beat the Kings. I think they're going to beat the Sharks. And I think they're going to lose to Anaheim. Don't go loss, win-win-loss.
0: All right, good week coming up. Uh, I think that's all we got for this week. Um, You can get us on our – unless you got anything to add? No. You can get on our social media, Predwings Podcast, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and we're on X and YouTube at Predwings Pod, and our email is Predwings Podcast at com. Well, thanks again for tuning in to the Predwings Podcast.
1: Good night, Hockey Town.
0: See ya, Smashville.